and welcome to the Zoo Podcast presented by Toddy Odroz and Connor Scott. That sounds so much better, doesn't I it? I think the Toddy Potty we should call mm, this. Going rogue might not be the worst idea. Sorry boys, four is a crowd. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, we are just jumping on really, really quickly. Not a full episode. Uh, definitely not talking about our weeks because I don't know about you, but I'm uh, well, well shy of completing <laughs> my goals. Um, but we just wanted to talk a little bit about the 9 for 9 challenge that we announced earlier this week. Uh, which will be kicking off on the 1st of August. Um, we're, we're hopping into the bay for nine minutes each day for 29 days to raise awareness for the nine people that die by suicide each day in Australia, which is horrifying. I'm not sure about you, but the weather today really didn't make me excited to do that challenge. No, I'm really hoping for a uh, the weatherman to continue to get it wrong, but get it wrong in a really spectacular <laughs> fashion and the sun to poke out a little bit more because, man, yeah, days like today really make me worry and wonder why we are doing this. But nonetheless, it's all set in stone. It is exciting and we've you know locked in everything in regards to who we're raising money for. So yeah, we're getting into the water for nine minutes for the 29 days. Um, and the exciting thing is you can get involved, as enticing as it does sound. Yeah, look, and we, we did have a think about this. We were, I don't think, don't think people are quite as nuts as us to do 29 days in the middle of winter. I think it's uh, when the water's at its coldest. I mean, by all means, if we can get people involved to do that, that would be great. Um, but we have made a little bit of a difference. So if you do want to get involved, you can either join us in the water for nine minutes every day uh, for 29 days or it's nine second cold showers, which mm. I think is achievable. I think it's achievable, but also a nice challenge. You know, consistently turning the, the shower cold for nine seconds each day is a challenge in itself and I think worthy of, of, of raising funds for. Um, and a p- pretty fun practice to, to try out yourself. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, you and I have both done this. And it does take a little bit of getting used to oh, that when that water hits you and it takes your breath away, it's definitely no easy feat. But so it's definitely a challenge within itself. So we've just posted the website. It's yep. in all, all our socials. So if you go into the bios at the Zoop Network on Instagram, the Zoop Network on Facebook, uh, you'll find that link for the nine for nine challenge. And you can create your own teams or you can actually just get involved individually and see what, how much money you can raise yourself for this great organization. Yeah. So again, uh, whether it is spending time in the water um, for any part of those 29 days or doing the nine-second uh, cold showers each day yourself. Yeah, you can register to do it or and sign up for a team, get people involved, whatever, um, or simply just support us and, and, and donate via that website. I think that's um, going to be a big thing because every Sunday we're going to be doing this at a different location. And I don't know about you, but I think a little bit of support makes it a little bit easier to get in the water. So yeah. we'll be posting those on Facebook for each Sunday different locations from Morty Alec to Sandringham to Mornington. We'll be all over the bay. Um, so come and get involved. Come support us and, uh, and and enjoy it with us, I think. Yeah, I think those Sundays are definitely what I'm looking forward to the most. You know, in between the, the long slogs of, of the week and trying to find time to go in, the Sundays we've decided are a bit more of an opportunity to, to get a bigger group together, um, potentially have some some warm beverages on the other side of that, that cold dip and uh, make it a bit of a fun day. So, yeah, keep up to date on the socials. We'll be making events for all those Sundays throughout. Um, and that's all going to be uh, – that info is all available on the website. Uh, and on the website, you can also find out more about our uh, partners that we're fundraising for, which are, which are Batia, uh, who do some fantastic work in the, in the, in the mental health space. Uh, and we were lucky enough to chat to Sheree and Woody from Batia earlier this week. Uh, which is what we'll have a listen to in a second. Uh, and they go into it a little bit more and do a really lovely job of summarising what they actually do and, and where the money's going towards. Um, and they also talk about this new app that they've uh, they've brought out recently. Yeah, we're very fortunate enough to 
to be working with Batia and also uh, the Our Head app. So the Our, Our Head app is, an, is basically a new app. It, if I can describe it in any way, it's like TikTok, but, but for storytelling and mental health. So its goal is to aim to listen and, lo- and learn from young people. And I think it does such a good job because when you're looking at this app, what you're trying to do is basically you're watching young people articulate their stories experience like experience them inspiring others with their stories and you're also amplifying their voices it's actually quite a nice quite a nice app and we're fortunate enough that we're going to be doing little snippets on there too and you can actually follow our journey at the zoom network on the our Herd app yeah i think woody uh who, who you'll hear in a second puts it really nicely he he says it's a it's an app that's actually good for you which is yeah which is definitely something that i think is we talk about our problems with our phones and the uh the apps we're on and Jerome in particular, if you're listening, I think this will be a good one to maybe equate that time that's been spent on Hinge at the moment with um, with an app that's actually a little bit more beneficial. So, uh, yeah, like without further ado, let's have a little listen to, to what they had to say. Yep, perfect. So as we've, as we've discussed, we're doing the 9 for 9 challenge. So nine minutes for nine lives. We're jumping in the water for 28 days to try and work, raise as much money um, and also awareness for mental ill health in the community. It's been a pretty tough year in the pandemic. And I think it's a pretty important, pretty important topic at the moment. And we've discussed that we're we're raising money for Batia, and we're Tom and I are pretty lucky to be with uh, Sheree and Woody from Batia, um, who are here just to have a little bit of a discussion about where that money goes, what Batia do, um, and all things in and around. And if uh, if you guys would like to take it away, cool. Thanks, Connor. So my name's Sheree. Um, I'm a project lead, and I work in the fundraising and marketing team. So a bit about the tier, we're a for-purpose preventative mental health organisation. We're created and driven by young people for young people. So we run programs in schools and universities that break down the stigma around mental health and empower young people to reach out for support when needed. So we do this through our engaging and educational programs that teach young people about mental health and the signs and symptoms to look out for themselves and those around them. So we aren't service providers. What we do is we bridge the gap between young people and all of the incredible service providers out there. We want to reach young people early to create positive behavioural change so they know where to go when needed and they're actually proactive in doing so. So the thing that makes our program really unique is that we actually have lived experience speakers share as part of our program. So these are young people with a lived experience of mental health who have been through one of our workshops called the Been Heard Workshop. Through this workshop, they learn how to safely and effectively share their story and then they then go on to receive ongoing training and support before they come, become speakers sorry, as part of our program. And when these guys are sharing at our programs, they talk about their journey and the challenges they've faced. But the most important part is they talk about how they overcame those challenges what they did to reach out for support and what they now do on an ongoing basis to look after their mental health and those around them. By having these young, relatable speakers share their stories of hope, resilience and courage, it creates a real and powerful connection with the audience and it encourages them to do the same, to take charge of their mental health and reach out for support when needed. So we really love groups and communities such as you guys that are out there proactively encouraging people to have open and honest conversations about mental health and creating supportive environments for people to do so. And the events and fundraisers such as the EPIC 9 to 9 Challenge you've got coming up, it really provides vital support to organisations and charities like us to do the work that we do. 
So the more people we can get involved, the more awareness we can create, the more positive conversations that are had, and the more funds raised, the more young people we're able to reach through our preventative mental health programs. So, yeah, thanks, guys. We love what you're doing and can't wait to get around it. Yeah, cool. I think um, what what you said there about, you know, people reaching out for help and uh, there's, a, there's actually a statistic on your website where it's 70% of, you know, young people don't actually reach out for help. And I think mm. the idea of trying to get in there early to make this normal. And I think we've set a goal of six and a half thousand dollars and obviously six and a half thousand dollars is for you guys that both, you know, Batia, the, the school run and the parent program, which I think is super important. I think, you know, it's not just about the, the kids. It's also about how can the parents and how can their support network also also help them out? Yeah, so we're not actually just running programs with the young people. We've evolved over the years and now we run programs with both parents and teachers because we want to be reaching the whole community. Like providing that holistic approach to care is so vital because the teachers and the parents are the ones that are out there supporting the kids. So it's great to educate them and teach them what to do, but they also need the elders, the ones that are supporting them to understand what life's like for them and how they can be a good support to the young person in their life. I think that's very progressive because, yeah, it does take into account that the conversation and the, the problems surrounding mental health affect way more than just the individual who's going through the, the issues themselves. And yeah. yeah, very exciting to kind of fundraise for you guys because it's something that I think I wish we had in school when we were going through high school. Um, mm to just bring light to some of the things that maybe do follow, you know, the real life experiences that, that come after high school, et cetera. And then just empowering those individuals as well who've been through things to be heard um, and be put onto, a, I guess, a platform to share their stories. It's, it's I guess, a two-pronged um, approach and, and benefit for, for both of those um, parties. In terms of your, your work and, and those programs, I understand you're all over Australia at the moment and, and a little bit internationally. Where, where are these programs being run at the moment? So at the moment, um, we're running programs on the east coast of Australia. So we've got offices in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, um, SA and Canberra. So we're running programs there. From, um, sorry, last year due to COVID, it really made us kind of pivot and like a lot of people, we had to be really innovative and change the way we did things. Traditionally, we'd always run face-to-face -face programs. So we really had, we were really kind of um, forced to create digital programs, which was something we were planning to do anyway, but it was more of a long-term thing. So I suppose the silver lining to COVID was that we were able to fast track that. And then we've now added digital programs to part of our, part of our offering. So it's really great. We have now, it makes it so much easier to reach those regional communities and um, it will allow us to have a greater reach ultimately. Yeah, that's awesome. And talking, talking about pivoting, I think we're in, a, we're in an era where social media is such a prevalent part of, you know, young people's society and what they grow upon. Um, and we've just been, like, we've spoken to you, Woody, about the fact that you've just built this app called <laughs> Our Head, which is... You know, I've checked it out. It's a little bit like TikTok, but a little, a little bit more engaging around, around the mental ill health. And um, it's, um, it's very interesting. Yeah, it sure is. Um, so, yeah, so Our Herd, um, the, the goal of Our Herd is basically to use the power of digital 
and combine it with like our storytelling background to help uh, young people who are navigating mental ill health, helping them to build solidarity, um, give them the confidence to find their voice um, and to share messages of hope um, and help with various people across the world. Um, and through our herd, you can, you can share stories through video making, writing, poetry, podcasts, all those cool things. Um, and it's also, I'm also real happy about the fact that we um, created this app with uh, over 600 young people. And we also drew on like our connections in the mental health space. So we spoke to various like service providers and stuff. So we feel like we've got a cool product um, and it's, it's a nice, safe and non-judgmental space to go to. Um, I think obviously there's some values in TikTok and Instagram and things like that, but um, we're we're co-creating our stories with our young people and everything that goes on there is, you know, safe and engaging. And it's a, as my favorite uh, testimonial that we got recently was it's a, it's an app that's actually good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully that goes some way towards explaining what our herd is. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think that's something we resonate with, with so, so much because I guess essentially why we started doing what we were doing or created the Zoop Necker was essentially to, to foster a space like via social media because we were locked down and we, we couldn't see our mates and, and talk, et cetera. Um, foster a space where it was a little bit more positive and we, we shied away from the highlight reels and we shied away from, you know, the, the advertising and the sensationalism of, of social media mm-hmm. and focused it a little bit more on yeah, checking in on each other, sharing goals, sharing tips and journeys. And uh, the fact that that, yeah, the platform that you guys are creating so perfectly I think aligns with what we would love to see more of um, is another reason that, that we're so excited to fundraise for, for both Batir and our herd yeah we can't wait to have your stories on our herd that's uh, super <laughs> exciting for us and I love the fact that you're um, wanting to go down that more authentic route and just um, be who you are and and not hide behind anything I think that's that's really powerful so good on you Look, we've, uh, we, we discussed this on the podcast a few times, but it doesn't get any easier, you know, trying to show that vulnerable side of yourself. But the more you do it and the more other people start to do it with you, you know, you spoke about before, Tom, you would have loved to have had this program in, mm-hmm. in school when you were there. I mean, the first time I ever spoke about mental health with my parents was last year. So I was 25 years old when that conversation mm-hmm. first happened. So both with you know, young people having this app where they can look at people just normalizing mental ill health. And then you've got, on the other, on the other hand, the, the uh, Batia programs in schools, which are starting the conversation and starting that, the ball rolling in terms of what people can do for themselves, whether it's within their vulnerability or um, their, their positivity, whatever that is, it, mm. it's really great work. Yeah, and I think it's just all about what I said before, like we really want to eat, reach them early because you're teaching them behaviours. If you're reaching them at an earlier, if you're reaching them, sorry, at an earlier age, you're teaching them healthy behaviours. So when they start to, you know, notice different things within themselves, they're actually able to articulate what's happening to them and know what to look out for if it's an issue. Should I be speaking to someone about this or if they notice it in a, in a peer, what can I do to support them? So it's really, it's vital, vital life lessons. And um, yeah, same as you, Tom, it's something that I really wish that, and all of us wish that we had it when we were at school. Yeah, one thing Tom- I also to say as well is like, good on you lads for doing it too, because 
it's mm. often more difficult for lads to be vulnerable and to share that sort of stuff. So like, I, I like leap with joy when any lad wants to like share what's going on with them. Cause I think, you know, the suicide stat 75% of them are lads. So in order to get other lads talking, there needs to be leaders in that. So uh, hats off to you boys for, for being that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's very kind. I mean, yeah, right back at you as well. Cause you're doing something in a very similar space. All right. Thank you so much to Shree and Woody again for, for taking the time to, to talk about that. That was yeah, a really lovely chat and I hope that gives us gives everyone a little bit more information regarding what Batia do um, and and how we're actually hopefully going to make a difference in this space with with the money that we do raise. Uh, if you do want to check out a little bit more about uh, what they do do and where the money's going and the 9 for 9 challenge. Yeah, just go to um, go to our socials at the Zoom Network on Instagram or Facebook. You can check out at Batia Oz on Instagram too. Um, all the links are in our bio for the fundraising page for the 9 for 9 challenge. There's a little bit of information about Batia. You can scan the QR code to download the, the Hourhead app um, and we can, get, we can get this challenge started. So we really do implore you to try and get involved, whether that's by donating, joining us or actually starting your own little teams yourselves because every, every little bit of difference helps. And, you know, this is such an important issue, especially right now. And I think it's, um, it's, it's a touchy subject and it's something we really want to make a difference in. Yeah, and look, if you're not in a position to donate, the real point of this is to raise awareness. Yeah. So simply sharing, um, you know, the message, what we're doing, and any links towards you know the the um, either the challenge or Batir in themselves who do such fantastic work, uh, I think is going to go a long way in again beating the stigma a little bit and raising awareness around a, a really important issue. Yeah, I think Batir say it very nicely. It gives a voice to the elephant in the room, and I think that's what we're that's what our main goal is. Absolutely. Yeah. And money aside, it's it's awareness and it's conversation starters perfect all right well um by the time we hear from uh from us next we'll be in we'll be in the water uh getting this 29 days up and about so we look forward to seeing everyone get involved um again at the zoop network appetia oz um check us out let's do it